Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Friday, January 7th, 2022. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. And today we're here to break down the Saturday NFL games. Last week of the regular season, Josh, and we get two bonus Saturday matchups to break down. Yeah, we get a little bonus football on Saturday, so got it like that. Yeah, college not involved, not uh, soaking up the, the calendar on Saturday, so NFL spreads it out. And uh, we've got two interesting matchups because we've got KC and Denver, and KC has something to play for. And then Dallas and Philly, where both teams are already in the playoffs, but not quite as much motivation over there. Uh, but we're going to start with KC and Denver in the first game. KC, the big favorites on the road here by 11 with a total of 45. This one kicks off Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Why don't you kick us off with the Chiefs breakdown? Yeah, so, you know, Mahomes, he's very expensive. He's 18000 in the captain spot, 12000 in the flex. Um, talking DraftKings prices here. But, um, you know, he struggled quite a bit in their Week 13 matchup with uh, 15 for 29, 184 yards and an interception for only 13.6 DraftKings points. Obviously not what we're looking for uh, in terms of value. Uh, return on that price and you know Denver's allowed the third fewest fantasy points to quarterback so in a showdown slate he's a strong possibility for a fade for me um, in tournaments you know but in cash games you're probably going to have to use him as a blocker but I'm probably going to be fading Mahomes in my tournament lineups yeah it's interesting that he had such a poor outing throwing the ball the only offensive touchdown they had though was a 10-yard rushing touchdown for Mahomes and, you know, that one was, it was low scoring. Um, it was sort of a different situ situation on the Denver side, which yeah. will probably play into this because Teddy Bridgewater was playing. Uh, Melvin Gordon was not. So remember, that was Javante Williams day. Mm. Uh, and, and he had a big game. We played him. Um, but let's continue on this KC side. So outside of Mahomes, what are your thoughts on the rest of the roster? Um, probably going to be looking at Travis Kelsey. For my captain spot, um, fifteen thousand six hundred captain, ten thousand four hundred in the flex. He scored about seventeen and a half DraftKings points per game against Denver in his career. Um, Pro Football Focus likes him as the most highest projected scoring tight end this week. They also give him the third best individual matchup when he's matched up against safety Kareem Jackson. So, I do think Kelsey could be a nice um, contrarian option for for a, a captain play in tournaments here. So I do like Kelsey in the passing game for the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, he got the most targets for KC in that first game, so they certainly like the matchup. Hill had uh, five targets that mm -hmm. day. And again, it was sort of a low-volume day for the Chiefs, so you can't you know, take those stats and run with them all the way. Right. But a couple things we can glean from them that I think are important. Uh, and then actually, I, I should mention that I just saw some news on the Denver secondary. Uh, they've got multiple absences, Sertan, Darby, and Kareem Jackson mm. out. So it's going to be an even better matchup for these pass catchers. Yeah. And with Denver eliminated from the playoffs, you know, that's, of course, why KC, the 11-point favorites. But you got to feel a little better about the KC passing game just with those injuries and the lack of motivation for Denver, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that'll bring Tyree Kill into play more for me um, with those guys being ruled out. So, okay, have to consider him. Yeah, and then 
with the running backs, we've got CEH out. Uh, so Daryl Williams is a factor for me. He had a, a real strong game against Cincy last week as that lead back, got in the end zone a couple times. Are you interested in playing him potentially? Yeah, definitely. And he had uh, three receptions for 60 yards in that first game as well, uh, even though he wasn't starting. But, yeah, he will be starting. And he, like you said, he had a nice game with uh, the two touchdowns last week and 25.7 DraftKings points. So, And then with those other receivers, um, you know, Byron Pringle has really, I think, made a pretty steady increase mm-hmm. in his role. Four targets last week, three catches. Hardman had a 53-yard reception, but only one target. Yeah. So I'm leaning Pringle there, again, as we've talked about in recent weeks, if you go with a secondary receiver for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And the other option for me is going to be the Chiefs' defense. They held the Broncos to nine points, um, including two interceptions and a fumble recovery for a touchdown in their Week 13 matchup. And I think that they're going to come out pretty upset after what happened last week in Cincinnati. And uh, going up against this Broncos offense that has scored the 10th fewest points per game without their starting quarterback. I just think that this is a good week for Kansas City's defense. Yeah, I like that play as well. Uh, Glad you mentioned that. All right, well, over on the Denver side, uh, let's talk a little bit about it with Teddy Bridgewater out. We've got Drew Locke, of course, and he was actually limited some this week with his right shoulder Mm -hmm. after getting banged up a little bit in the last game, which was a a bit of a disaster. Uh, Big loss to the Chargers, 34-13. The funny thing is he was okay statistically. He was 18 of 25, so 72% completion rate, 245 yards, one touchdown, and no interceptions. Uh, And he does get a couple weapons back this week. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick back in the lineup. Right. You know, Last week it was really just Sutton and and Fant as the key targets. Um, So Drew Locke, you know, although I'm not excited about him, don't have a lot of faith in him. Uh, he's playable potentially. Um, you know, nine thousand on DraftKings is a is a good price for a starting quarterback. So he's a potential play for me because again, quarterbacks against KC have done pretty well this year. They've ex- ex- actually fourth best matchup mm-hmm. um, for fa- you know fantasy point wise. So you know he's on on the radar for me just because he's got those weapons back. Um, Judy had four catches for 77 yards in this matchup the first time around. He's only 5,000 on DraftKings. That's another mm-hmm. price I really like. Yeah, that's a good uh, price. That, that's a little bit strange to me. So um, this is a situation where I could potentially go Jerry Judy and then the rest of the lineup for the Chiefs. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes that ends up being the, the winning um, breakdown yeah. of a lineup on DraftKings out of the six players. If you get a defense or maybe a kicker, you can load up on one side. And, you, of course, you have to pick somebody from the other side. A guy like Judy at 5,000 I think is a perfect candidate for that type of build. Yeah. So I'm going to play around with that a little bit. I'm not really big on any of the other wide receivers. You know, they're pretty low volume in general, mm-hmm. um, especially with multiple guys back. Uh, it would probably be Judy or pass for me there. And Fant is an option. Uh, he was strong last week, six catches, uh, almost 100 yards and a touchdown with Drew Locke throwing it to him. Uh, and that was with Albert O also playing. He got a couple catches. So Fant could get it done. It's a slightly above average matchup for tight ends against Kansas City. 
and then the running backs, we got to talk about that situation. Uh, because again, when they played before, it was Javante all right. day, and he just dominated that game over 100 yards rushing, 76 yards receiving, including a mm. touchdown. Um, but Melvin Gordon is is back in the fold. Last week, Javante had four more carries than Gordon uh, and one catch. But it was disappointing that they weren't able to do more against the Chargers, a really bad run defense. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the concern here is with Locke under center, uh, do defenses just kind of sell out on the run and you know live with the results uh, against the pass? Yeah, that would be a concern for me as well. So as much as I like those Denver running backs and the fact that they like to run it so well and have had a lot of success this year, I'm a little, a little hesitant there. Um, you know, but we'll keep playing with it uh, and see how the final rosters break out. And we'll we'll provide those full lineups to our members, FanDuel and Yahoo Cash and GPP lineups, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also do the core builds on DraftKings for the showdown slate with our cash approach and GPP approach. Uh, if you want to join us there, DFSCoachTalk.com, and we'll have lineups for both of these Saturday games. Uh, for our members tomorrow. We're recording this on Friday afternoon. Crash, anything else on game one before we head to game two? No, I I think we covered it pretty well. And I I will say that you could look at uh, one of the kickers from this game. I think that's a possibility as well, Uh, especially if you can't find a wide receiver or running back that you like. You could just go for a kicker. Yeah, that's that's another way, you know, get your mandatory exposure to one of the teams like Denver that you're Mm -hmm. not excited about. Uh, and McManus is questionable right now on the COVID list. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that to, uh, to make sure we know who's who's kicking yeah. uh, if they attempt anything. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I will mention also that doesn't sound good for Vic, Vic, Vic Fangio's future. He hasn't had enough victories. Um, so this could be it for him. Um, could be a kind of a lame duck situation. Mm. And so all signs pointing to a big KC night. Or, yeah. or late afternoon. Yeah. All right, let's go to game two. It's the late night Saturday game, Dallas and Philly. Dallas favored by four and a half. 43 and a half is the total. Dallas has clinched a playoff spot, uh, as has Philly. So these teams feel secure in that way. And there's a lot of back and forth in the media this week about, you know, how much these guys will play, uh, how motivated are they. And so there's obviously some uncertainty there. That Dallas does have, you know, some upward mobility. Potentially, if they win, they could increase their seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they obviously uh, want the long-term health of these guys uh, to yeah. be at the forefront, especially after Gallup, uh, you know, had that unfortunate injury, and he's out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other news here on the Dallas side: Pollard is out, Parsons and Diggs are out, left tackle Tyron Smith is out. So uh, they're going to be a little shorthanded. Um, so again, we'll see what the final actives and inactives look like. But I'll give a general overview of Dallas here. And um, coming off that close loss to Arizona, we've got Dak, Zeke, and Lamb as the, the three studs. And Zeke uh, was really strong against Philly in the first mm-hmm. matchup. 95 yards, two scores, caught three balls. Uh, Slightly above average matchup for running backs here. 
and with Pollard out, you know, I kind of like Zeke. Uh, backup should be Corey Clement at 200 on DraftKings. He's also in play for me. Yeah. You know, if, if Zeke only plays half the game or, you know, plays a little bit in the third quarter and then they really feature Clement down the stretch, a mm-hmm. uh, little revenge matchup for him against his former team. Yeah. Now that that's a nice price tag. So, uh, so, some interest there. Do you have any interest in that running uh, attack? Yeah, as you mentioned, you know Tony Pollard is out, so definitely going to be looking at Zeke and and Clement for value at, at only two hundred. I mean, that's a heck of a price. Yeah, you and you can certainly go with both of them. Um, you know, that's really uh, a, an element to keep in mind for all the games this weekend in certain situations. If you're going to play showdown games for you know games on the main slate as well, um, with teams that have clinched or if things mm-hmm. change, yeah. uh, you might want to look at uh, trying to get an entire backfield out there. Now with the passing game, you know Lamb is almost always my favorite target here for Dallas. Uh, yes, he's more expensive, uh, but then I do want to mention Wilson stepping up, uh, looking to be that number three target with Gallup out. And then you might want to keep an eye on the next crop of receivers, Noah Brown, Malik Turner. Uh, I've always liked Brown when he's been out there. He's only 600 on DraftKings. You know, he's another option. If you want to go with an expensive captain and you yeah. need a couple cheap guys, you could look at one of the backups like that, who you figure will get some run here in this one. Yep. And then uh, tight ends, it's a really good matchup at that spot. And we had a lot of success, remember, with the Tampa Bay-Philly mm-hmm. game uh, right. using the Tampa tight ends. And it's Dalton Schultz, of course, who's really nice price on DraftKings 5,600. That's the type of price mm-hmm. where you could invest in him as a captain, if he, even if he doesn't play the whole game. Yeah. He can pay that off. Uh, and he was excellent against them in the first game, six for 80 and two scores. And then we've got to keep an eye on uh, Jarwin. He's eligible to be activated. Uh, again, this is Friday evening, so we're not sure if he's going to be out there. But keep an eye on that one. Um, and again, like you mentioned in the first game, you could go with a kicker here uh, mm-hmm. in Zerline or the Dallas defense, although, again, they're down a couple of their key guys. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably lean more towards the kicker than the defense. But Okay, good. Well, how about the Philly breakdown? Yeah, so Jalen Hurts, um, to me, is my top play on the slate. I think that this is a really good matchup um, with Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and J. Ron Curse are all out. Um, and, and he had a really nice game against them in their Week 3 matchup. He had 326 yards, two touchdowns, also had nine carries for 35 yards on the ground for 25.5 DraftKings points in that game. So, um He's had two below-average games the last couple weeks, but I think that he'll bounce back this week uh, up against Dallas and put up some similar numbers to what we saw back in week three. So I think that, you know, if you're playing the two-game slate, Hurts would definitely be my top option at quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the, certainly love uh, the way he's involved in running, running that offense. And then let's talk about the running backs because we've got Miles Sanders out, Howard <laughs> And Scott look like they're going to be out as well. So you've got Gainwell uh, coming to the forefront, but um, you got to figure that there's, you know, more of an opportunity for Hertz to score with those key lead running backs out. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking more towards the passing game for the Eagles. Um, Dallas has allowed the third fewest fantasy points to uh, running backs. I know that Parsons is out, so that's going to hurt them a little bit. But, um, you know, with all those guys, with Sanders and Howard and Boston Scott, you know, it just leaves Gainwell, basically. So um, I think that this is going to be a pass, pass funnel game, and then they're just going to throw it all over the field. Um, I like Devontae Smith. Um, I think that he's going to be a, a nice option here because they're also dealing with injuries to their tight ends. Both Goddard and Jack Stoll right now are on the COVID list. So there's not a whole lot left for um, Hertz to throw to except for Smith. Uh, you could look at Quez Watkins at 4,600 or Greg Ward at only 2,800. Um, but I do think that they're going to rely heavily in the passing game. And then you can always count on Hertz to run some too. So. Yeah, I agree with that. A couple other notes. Devontae Smith, 37 yards shy of the team rookie receiving record mm. held by Deshaun Jackson. So you figure they'll make sure he gets that. Um, Ward has been stepping up lately uh, and getting it done more so than, than Jalen Rager. And if those two tight ends are out, like you mentioned, then it's Tyree Jackson. It looks like hmm. who's played eight games this year, two targets, no receptions. So be aware of that name. 2,600 on DraftKings. Uh, we know how much Philly likes to throw to the tight ends. So yeah. he could be a decent punt play. Yeah. And then I, I also wanted to follow up on Gainwell because this is the one price tag that jumped out at me the most in this game, 1600 on DraftKings. Mm. And they obviously priced that, um, you know, not knowing about all these absences of the other yeah. lead running backs for Philly. And to me, this is a spot where, like you mentioned, it's not a great matchup. Mm -hmm. But if he's getting the bulk of the carries, uh, he's actually a, a guy that I'm looking at as a potential captain on DraftKings because at 1600 you put him at the captain for 24. You can you can afford almost all the studs that you won this game, and you can actually feel pretty good because even if they don't play the entire game, um, you know you you, you probably still figured that they're going to score more than their backups. Right. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the other reason that this is attractive to me is because if they're not going to play the whole game they're less likely to have a ceiling game of, you know, 30 fantasy points. Yeah. And so Gainwell, if he only scores, you know, 10 or 15 and he gets the multiplier, he can be almost even with a lot of the key guys in this game. So yeah. it's a perfect scenario for me to look at that. Um, and usually we use a cheap captain like that in a GPP lineup, mm -hmm. but when it's a lead running back, uh, in this type of game, I think he yeah. could actually be a, a cash game captain for me. So we'll play with that. Uh, and just didn't want the members to be surprised if if uh, that's who we presented to them as our cash game captain on, on DraftKings. Yeah, I like that. All right, great. Any final thoughts here on game two? No, I think, you know, hopefully these are going to be some some fun competitive games to watch. You know, they don't get too blow out heavy like we've seen you know in recent games like that so you know looking forward to hopefully having some good games to watch on the saturday for you know change a little bit so yeah we have had some interesting ones right with minnesota yeah uh, in the cold against green bay and then cleveland and mm -hmm. uh, just 
you know, not really pushing it and, and resting Chubb and right. um, some, some funky ones here. This, that can happen at the, at the end of the season. So another reason to go a little bit lighter with your investments, in my opinion, mm-hmm. on, on games like this. But there are still some big contests. So, yeah. you know, that's why we're going to grind and, and put our best foot forward and, and still feel confident that we're going to uh, have a successful outing uh, with our contests. For sure. Excellent. All right. Well, good luck, everybody, with your Saturday contests. Uh, we appreciate all your support. Make sure to tune in with us for the playoffs as we're breaking down all those games. Can't wait for that. Uh, and, of course, uh, NBA and PGA coverage continues here at DFS Coach Talk. Any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Again, grab the membership at our website, DFSCoachTalk.com. We'll get you into our Discord with an email. And uh, it's a great community, so uh, we certainly uh, encourage you to join. All right, on behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.